Faith, Hope and Love, episode 206, the sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, year A. Our Lord really turns the heat up this weekend in the readings. He lays things on the line. We have been given real freedom, so no excuses. We are called to be children of God, not petty rule makers or breakers. The Lord wants to share his heart with us, his love. He wants to implant that love deep in our souls, and from that, true discipleship flows. The law flows from the loving heart of God, a love that reaches out, gives, sacrifices, includes and helps. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Be my protector, O God, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. Lead me, guide me, for the sake of your name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and may our Lord's mercy renew us as we take this time to listen to God's word. We know that our God's love and mercy knows no bounds and so let's recall our sins so as to worthily celebrate this holy sacrifice. You raise the dead to life in the spirit. Lord have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in
Let us pray that God's grace will form us. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach. Chapter 15, verses 15 to 20. If you choose, you can keep the commandments, and they will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live, and to act faithfully is a matter of your own choice. The Lord has placed before you fire and water. Stretch out your hand to whichever you choose. Before each person are life and death, good and evil, and whichever one chooses, that shall be given. For great is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and sees everything. His eyes are on those who fear him, and he knows every human action. He has not commanded anyone to be wicked. He has not given anyone permission to sin. The Word of the Lord Happy are they who follow the law of the Lord. They are happy whose life is blameless, who follow God's law. They are happy who do his will, seeking him with all their hearts. You have laid down your precepts to be obeyed with care. May my footsteps be firm to obey your statutes. Bless your servant and I shall live and obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see the wonders of your law. Teach me the demands of your statutes and I will keep them to the end. Train me to observe your law, to keep it with my heart. Happy are they who follow the law of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 2, verses 6 to 10. Brothers and sisters, among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understand this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. As it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. 
Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 5, verses 17 to 37. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that the one who is angry with their brother or sister will be liable to judgment, and whoever insults their brother or sister will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while the two of you are on the way to court or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, if yes, and no if no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord
Mahatma Gandhi, famous for his wisdom and promoting human rights and non-violent resistance, was a practicing Hindu. Nevertheless, Christianity intrigued him greatly and he read a lot on Christianity. And in reading of the Gospels, Gandhi was deeply impressed by our Lord Jesus. He wanted to know more about this Jesus that Christians refer to as the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. One Sunday morning, Gandhi decided he would visit one of the Christian churches in Kolkata. Upon seeking entrance to the church, he was stopped at the door by the ushers. He was told he was not welcome. Nor would he be permitted to attend this particular church as it was for either high-caste Indians or whites only. He fitted neither of those narrow descriptions. Because of this rejection, the Mahatma turned his back on Christianity, saying, if it weren't for Christians, I'd be a Christian. Sadly, this is another in the list of histories, all too many examples of Christians becoming a stumbling block for those trying to approach Christ. It's an unspeakable tragedy that repeats itself far too often. Even to this day, we have to be so vigilant against being unchristian Christians. This can happen in really big ways and also in small but still quite devastating ways, and the results are the same. The contradiction witnessed by observers between the love of God on one hand and the legalism and lack of charity and harshness of some of God's disciples on the other hand can be a real and permanent turn-off. I'm sure many of us can blush when we recall times when we ourselves modelled the complete opposite of Christ's loving message in our own actions or reactions. These contradictions are a trap into which any of us could fall. The Lord doesn't want us to lose heart or give up, but warns us to be very wary, constantly on our guard against our contradictions, and to repent and work with God's grace to reshape our attitudes without delay. And save us, Lord, from acting the opposite to your ways, and not even seeing the contradiction. Christ didn't preach, heal, forgive, suffer, die and rise again for that kind of self-indulgence or lack of self-awareness. Today's Gospel is summed up beautifully in this quote from the British writer Michael Green. God's law is not the limit of obedience. Rather, it's the springboard from which we dive into the wonderful, refreshing, life-giving and deep waters of love and devotion to our Lord. The law of God is the curbing along the road of love. We don't spend all our time as we drive along a road looking at the sidewalk, but by travelling wonderfully down the centre lane of this highway of God's love. The law was never meant to be an end in itself, but rather it's a distillation, an expression of God's values. When people only focus on the letter of the law or outward observances without looking to the inner heart, they're really missing the forest for the trees. Jesus was warning the Pharisees that this is exactly what they've ended up doing. They had not gone deeper into the meaning and spirit behind the law, and so they had become hollow. The Pharisees are not just those people who opposed Christ 2,000 years ago. They're not merely the actual Pharisees who are living like hypocrites. But this group also represents anyone, even today, even within our own Christian faith tradition, who keep outward observances 
while their hearts and attitudes remain very far from the Lord. Our Lord preaches to the Pharisees of this day and even the Pharisee that might be lurking away somewhere in our own hearts. God's wise saying to us in the first reading is really quite powerful. God says, of course I've given you true freedom. You are free to touch the cool water and it will feel cool. And you're just as equally free to touch your hand to the flame if you want. But beware, choose to touch fire and you will burn yourself. So choose wisely, choose the good, avoid the harmful. Use your freedom to choose life and not death, to choose God's ways, not our own ways. At the heart of God's desire for us is to walk the paths that are for our good and avoid any avenues that will prove nothing but harmful to us. Jesus is calling us as his disciples to learn the meaning of God's law and its purpose, not merely its outward expression or its legalistic limits. We hope that God will grant us an ever deeper wisdom to discern the loving kindness and compassion behind the rules and regulations and apply ourselves to that love. Our Lord is inviting us to never just settle for the outward shell of observance, but rather dive deeply into being a loving disciple who truly lives as a son or daughter of God among many siblings. The first and most important law of God is love of God and love of neighbour. It's the one law that admits of no exception. Furthermore, all other laws from God and any other laws anywhere must be held against the litmus test of how they apply this overarching law of love. So it's not good enough to merely keep the commandments by not killing anyone because we must strive also not to have anger or uncharitable thoughts about our brother or sister. It's not sufficient to say, I've never actually been unfaithful, when it's possible to break the spirit of this command by being disrespectful in the way we look at others, or how it's sadly possible to treat others as objects, devoid of their personhood. What an absolute joke we could make of God's law by limiting it only to extremes, or diluting it with endless lists of curious but rather vague observances. It's not good enough to do everything in the name of Jesus if our ordinary everyday yes is not reliable, or our no does not mean what it says. This particular passage really interests me more than ever now. A simple yes or no is very powerful and effective, but yeses and nos with added explanations, reasons, commentaries. Isn't it really, when one thinks about it, often little more than excuses, fibs, self-justifications or gripes? So truly, our yes needs to be yes, and our no, no, without anything more or less. And even more challenging, the readings today remind us that we should never blame God for our failings. Do not say it's the Lord's doing that I fell away. These are merely excuses that try to remove our own adult free responsibility. Whilst we have freedom, we're reminded quite sharply by this weekend's scriptures the Lord never gave people permission to use their freedom to sin or to ignore his laws. He gave them the freedom so that they could keep his law and his love. Yes, God has given us true freedom, 
but it's a freedom too to live God's law and to act responsibly, maturely and always with love. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Almighty Father, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We now present our petitions to God who knows our every need. For the followers of Christ, that our words and actions may always live up to the love of Christ which is in our hearts. Lord, hear us. For all who search for the truth, that they may know the hidden wisdom found in Christ. Lord, hear us. For those who have turned away from God, that the Spirit who reaches the depths of the heart may bring about reconciliation. Lord, hear us. For all of us, that with differences reconciled, we may bring our gifts to the altar in peace. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them strength, healing and peace. Lord, hear us. In thanksgiving for prayers answered and blessings received. Lord, hear us. For all who have gone before us in faith, that by the power of Christ's resurrection they may come to share eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, ever-wise, with confidence we place these petitions before you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May this oblation, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us, and may it become for those who do your will the source of eternal reward. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. 
for by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with the company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that all who believe in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. Thank you everyone for your company as we've given thanks and praise to our wonderful God. I hope you have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, 
The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, music by Paul Kelly, Today I Arise for Patricia Kelly by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. This day I will